So hello everybody, welcome back to the Football Stop podcast. This is actually episode number 10, believe it or not. So if you're new to the channel, then you're probably thinking, what the hell, episode number 10, where has this come from? Yeah, I did nine episodes during kind of summer really, and then stopped in August to put some attention onto Instagram and YouTube. And I suppose thanks to you guys uh, who've been kind of messaging and sending support and asking for the podcast to come back, it's here. So this is episode number 10. Um, it's a recording of an interview with somebody else in the soccer card community, uh, Soccer Silverback. We're going to talk a lot about match attacks and potential of match attacks and how that's been kind of growing in popularity steadily and whether there's any opportunity there for investors and what that might look like. We're going to talk a bit about Tyson Beck and the uh, unique artwork and kind of releases that Tops are doing with that, that artist and we'll just talk generically about the hobby um, and our thoughts on that so uh, sit back relax and uh, hope you enjoy the episode so um i've got a few questions today uh, obviously uh, first one that we'll use which i think most people use is uh, just tell us about yourself really what got you into the hobby in the first place um, and do you see yourself as more of a collector or an investor or perhaps a bit of an amalgamation of both um basically i think it was about a year ago um i decided to pick up a hobby and i ended up i got into pokemon cards first so i looked for something for me and my son to try and get ourselves involved in and he was sort of into pokemon so we decided to go down the pokemon route and it was good but i just felt more of a natural sort of um, I do, myself gravitating towards the football side of things um, with having with being uh, a player uh, when I was younger and just enjoying it throughout the years I just felt that I had a natural association with football and I ended up buying a card my very first card about it was just over a year ago this is before I properly started collecting Ended up just buying it was like a Max Arms uh, purple prism, and it was just a random pickup. I just thought I was like, oh, "This kid's got some potential," and I just picked it up randomly. I was just collecting the Pokemon stuff, and then I just slightly got in a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, and then I just sort of fully converted to to football. That's interesting. So was that um, that'll be a prism card then for Max Arms, won't it? Yeah, that's yeah. Right. yeah, Prism. It was a purple parallel. I'm not too sure if it was not. I think it was numbered. It was just a random pickup. And it was <laughs> so cheap at the time. I think that's I think where, that was really um, before things really blew up. Yeah. So I think so, that's it's yeah, really it was interesting really cheap, Sorry, mate, go on. It's okay. No, no. I was just saying it was um really cheap pickup. It was really it was really a random pickup. I have no association with Norwich or Max Hands. Um, and I just picked it up and I just thought and that, that was kind of what converted me. I just sort of felt, as I said, a more natural gravitation towards towards football cards. Yeah. At that time. It's really interesting hearing what everyone's first card was. And I think that's actually a great question that you've kind of just naturally gone on to. Um, and 
to be fair, from some of the ones I've heard, um, a Max Aaron's parallel prism isn't the worst. So that's quite. It's not a bad card for your first one. Um, yeah, it was really, it was really weird. I just I seen a lot of links in the papers and stuff like that, a lot of newspaper links with them potentially Arsenal looking at them mm. and Man, Man United, and I just thought, do you know what? I'm going to have a look. Um, with being and dealing with Pokemon cards and searching through eBay, and I just felt at the time I was like, I'm going to have a little look. Just have a little look, and I think I picked it up for like two pound. It was yeah. it was relatively cheap. And yeah. where now, you know, cards like that, you're talking about maybe at least five, seven, eight pound, maybe. Yeah, everything's gone up, hasn't it? Hundred percent. And I think you're right. I think I, I kind of expected that move to have happened probably in the summer, summer, although it was a weird transfer window, wasn't it? But I did expect um, Aaron's to go, and I would expect, yeah, I think Arsenal would be a realistic destination. Um, obviously, Bellerin's kind of coming towards the back end of his career and hasn't been fantastic, has he? He had the links to Barcelona, though, didn't he, as well? I oh, think right, there were okay. really strong strong links to Barcelona in the summer, which is a really weird one, which, are, like, obviously Barcelona, we see as an elite club, and it's weird that, like, maybe is not an elite club would come in from, you know, yeah. if, if he's getting linked to to the, those sort of types of clubs. So I'm surprised yeah. he didn't make some form of move in the summer, definitely. Mm. Awesome. So um, you, obviously on social media, people can find you a soccer silverback. Um, but interesting, in your bio, um, uh, it says number one match attacks gangster, uh, <laughs> which is fantastic. The true Scott coming out there. Um, so I suppose... Just tell us what it is about match attacks that interests you when so many people I see across social media, particularly in America, really don't really don't seem to give them any attention and really don't value them as a as an investment, if you like. Is it because mm-hmm. you see it as more of a collectible or is the investment angle there still? Yeah, it started with me with the autos. I think seeing... And I know that Match Attack did autos before, but I think the calibre of player in these autos and the fact that product is so limited for us in, in the UK, and we could go to a local shop or a supermarket and we could pick up these £1 packs with the potential that you could find an autograph card. And, and that's quite rare for us um, to be able to do that. Where maybe in, in the States and stuff like that, you can go to your Walmarts and you can potentially pick up some product here and there. With us, it's really limited in the UK. And the fact that it's readily available, I think that was one of the, the big attractions for me. And I think, I think it's, I keep, I keep explaining different things on on Twitter about alternative collections. I also think potentially some people are getting priced out in the market Mm. for average salaried individuals. I think if you look at the pricing of some of the product out there, one, one that comes to mind is like Euro Select. I think the pricing with that is... Like I think it was somewhere in the region of four hundred to five hundred pound for yeah. a box, and I just personally didn't find it value for money. And I think as a, a individual to spend potentially one to one and a half to two weeks salary 
on a product like that with no guarantee that you're going to at least maybe get that back. Yeah. I, I just found that I see myself searching for more um, alternatives and Match Attack, I thought, was a great alternative. And it just got me down that rabbit hole where I started looking into it a lot more and seeing the autographs, I think, one thing I think that's quite underrated just now is potentially as an alternative collection is picking up individuals. So we'll give an example as uh, Erlen Haaland picking up his sort of maybe every variation of his match attack um, from the start of his career, potentially to his end, end of his career sort of thing. So it's more of a long-term play I, th I think this is rather than a quick turn flip. I don't think Match Attack's going to be going to make you a lot of money as an investor in terms of flipping. I don't think you're going to open a pack necessarily unless it's an autograph or potentially a limited edition card. You could maybe make a little flip there. Mm -hmm. But I think a long-term play is potentially collecting Geo Reina as another one. Because there's different variations of these cards as well. I think you've got Bundesliga um, have their own match attack edition. We've got um, match attack that is put out elsewhere um, throughout the world. So I think there's different variations of cards. And I think Haaland, even this year and this season, potentially has six cards um, oh. that's just match attack, which is quite a lot. But at the same time, it can be picked up at a nice price. And I think that's a good thing. And a lot of people, what I hear from a lot of people is, one, it's a kid's game. So that's that would be one thing I hear quite a lot. But my argument against that is things like Pokemon. Pokemon has numbers on, on each individual card. It has like... Um, because it's a TCG or trading card game. So for me, they're very collectible, can command a lot of value over time. Um, and plus it's a ever evolving market, the soccer stroke football market. We're still growing, it's in its infancy. So I think looking at alternative collections because, and, it, and another thing would be the lack of product as well, Try, trying to get your hand at retail sort of pricing um, from maybe tops, which is something that we've had over the last couple of weeks, which has been quite difficult. If you're Stress, a collector. Stressful. <laughs> yeah, it's been very difficult. And unless you're willing to pay, you know, potentially we've seen prices of six to seven X on um, Chrome, for, for an average person with, av like, not an average person, but an average person with, like, an average person's salary, mm. that's difficult to, to justify. They pay that kind of money. And yeah. so then where do you go if you can't get that kind of product? Like, where, where do you go? Do you just go out the hobby altogether? Or can you look at alternatives? And for me, Match Attack is a fantastic alternative for pricing. And I think Tops as well is definitely up in their game consistently with match attack you know I don't think I think they've been very innovative I think they've been 
I think they're trying to bridge the gap between the hobby um, sort of releases and the sort of lower end things where it's like one pound a pack. I think they're, they're trying to sort of bridge that with Match Attack Chrome. I think there's still a long way to go. Definitely, I think there's a long way to go. But I just think it's a great set. I think the designs are getting better. And I just think they're going in the right direction. It may take a couple of years, and I hope Tops don't like sort of drop the sort of where they're going with it just now. I think the number parallels are fantastic. Mm. It's going to be in a Chrome. We're going to have autographs. I think if we can continue on that route, I think match attacks only going to get bigger. And as an investment point of view, that's where potentially getting in just now. Because if with someone with a, a son who trying to get into the hobby and stuff like that, one of the things where I would definitely start with match attack, me and him, I'm not going to a $700 uh, box between me and him. You know, like match attack's a starting point. And you, the long-term play with match attack over the years, I think, could just be perfect for uh, bridging that gap and just slowly reaching its way up. It may never reach the premium product sort of level, and that's fine, but I think it will have a huge demand in years to come. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've made some really, really good points there. Um, you've actually covered quite a lot of things I, I was kind of looking to talk to you about today, which is brilliant. Um, I think something that stood out for me there is the the idea of, of Pokemon. Um, and obviously, like you say, one of the criticisms Match Attacks gets from your kind of uh, more premium collectors, if you like, particularly when it comes to rookies, is this aesthetic appeal to them? Um, yes. Obviously, being being covered in, in numbers. Um, I was going to grab one just to kind of make the point, but everyone knows, I'm sure, what Match Attacks looks like. Um, and like you say, Pokemon is very, very similar, isn't it? So yeah, if you compare to... Uh, seeing if I've got a Pokemon card like hanging around. I mean, yeah, that like you can't say like there. That's not. Yeah. There's not much difference, is there? Really? No. Yeah, the value of Pokemon, like you say, has gone has gone crazy. So um, that's I think that's a, a really interesting point. Um, something that you've also talked about there, which is actually kind of really something I I think is really important is that is this what's what's realistic and what's attainable to your average person and i completely yeah. agree that um the way the market's going at the moment it's there's a real risk of putting people off um, at totally. the very time where they're kind of just about kind of like ready to dip their toe in and maybe buy their first hobby box um, yeah. and that was kind of my 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 biggest negative or biggest like criticism of the uh last release on this is obviously tops is the most recent so i use that it's not like like they've come out and given a, a, a good rationale as to why that yeah. product the demand was unrealistic wasn't it they can't it's not their fault um but i mean if you were looking to buy your first box and you went online to see the the site crashing and just be, being able, yeah. unable to get it it's just like is that really gonna lead to people pursuing interest in the hobby longer term um which is not ideal is it you want people to get involved you want people to keep going so i completely agree i think uh match tax is a, is a great starting point um Ops are doing so, a great job like they are 
Tops are doing a really good job at innovating. I think they're trying to innovate the match attack product, which is uh, which is quite obvious. I think with the autographs, I think was one of the things that started and sort of pulled me more towards it. I think um, th th that's an attractive proposition because mm. guys like it's it's hard enough to try and get a a Ronaldo um, autograph card or Messi or Haaland. Um, you know, without paying thousands of pounds. So the the fact that you could potentially go to your local supermarket, yeah. buy a one pound pack or a few, and potentially um, pull one out, like that's that's fantastic. And I think that sort of story for match uh, for tops going forward, you know, they should be pushing that because yeah, completely agree. It's, it's readily available. It's there. Yeah, it's printed in high quantities but another thing i'd say about the quantities because that's another i think another issue um, in terms of a lot of investors and collectors i think that they say because they see it's readily available i think you look who really collects match attack and previously it's been kids you know it's it's, it's been basic kids now we've all been kids we know sort of the setup there <laughs> What happens usually if you're a kid is you'll pack these cards, you'll see who you've got and, you know, you'll get some nice players. You'll put them to the side, you'll put them in a drawer. And what happens usually is mum or dad will come and tidy the room and they and in a couple of months' time, they're, they're in the bin. Like, they're in the bin. So what I'm trying to get at there is, although the quantities are high, like, how many of these cards are going to be in good condition yeah. in like X amount of years because kids collect them. Kids aren't getting their penny sleeve out. They're not getting the top loader out. They're not They're not putting a nice little collection. They're putting a bundle. They're maybe taking them to school. They're, you know, they're, they're bashing about in a, in a school bag. They're going back in the drawer and they're staying there maybe for six months. And then, as I said, mum or dad's throwing them in the bin and then that's it. So these cards in good condition for me in the long term will be harder and harder to find definitely harder to find so for me the quantities then already drop in these cards so i'm not saying that that makes them super rare no but what it does is it and for say let's say if someone was to go and grade a lot of these their favorite players at psa imagine and they managed to get psa 10 an X amount of years, these are going to be hard to find. Yeah, that's I think I, that's a really good point. Um, I think where to go from there. Yeah, I mean, I, the, there's this idea of like the nostalgic factor, which you've kind of touched on there. And again, if we go back to Pokemon and what the learning from Pokemon is, that was kind of I imagine where our generations match attacks in some respects. Like that's what we used to collect, and as you say, they got kind of tucked away, went totally. missing, uh, and then. All of a sudden, 20 years later, it becomes the go-to product because people want to kind of have that nostalgic factor, don't they? To um, totally. And the thing is, you see everyone just now with the whole big craze in Pokemon because of Logan Paul and uh, all these kind of celebs and YouTubers and um, reality stars getting inside the, the hobby and the prices are going insane. Now people are going back up their lofts um, or their attics or wherever it is, to try and see if they can find 
um, their own little folder that they put away about yeah. 20 years ago. Um, and, I, and I just, I'm not saying that cards are like soccer, football cards are going to do the same, but you just, we don't know. Yeah. Because base, like base um, Pokemon cards back in the day were, would have been 10 a penny. Yeah. They were readily available. Um, and the same thing would have happened with them. They would have been put into drawers. Like eventually the room would have got cleaned out and then they were away, um, probably in a bin somewhere. Yeah. Um, so that, so that that's... Uh, what, what do you think about Match Attack? What, what's your sort of thoughts on it? What, where um, do you stand on it? I, I must... like I kind of... My interest in them has been drawn significantly in the last probably two months, if I'm honest. Um as you've kind of touched on the auto chase and the one pound packs kind of really, I was like, wow, this is a game changer. And I, I like, obviously I did a video on the channel where I opened yeah, some yeah. packs um, and went hunting for them at the same time. I mean, I've got like, this is, that's like just the outcome. I don't know what to do with them. And I've got another, like, honestly, I've got about a hundred packs in the drawer next to me where I haven't even opened. And I'm like, I don't really know. I've not made a decision as to whether just to, Give them, away, give them away or store them or open them. I don't know. I, I'm kind of moving towards I should complete the collection. Um, mm. So I think, as you've touched on, the autos were massive. That ability to go down to the shop in the UK and buy something for a pound oh. is a game changer and something that I'd love to see other products kind of trying to do. Um, yeah. That'd be really interesting. Um, so that was, that was massive. Uh, the other thing that I've looked into with Match Attacks is the limited edition uh, side of things that's what that's there where my kind of um i suppose that's where i'm really focused at the moment around match attacks uh, the ones mm -hmm. that you can only get in certain magazine releases particularly yeah. likes of like harland and we've not really spoken about this so it might be a good way to go um but my understanding is obviously within within packs like see if i can dig one out there we go so within the packs like that you yeah. can pull 100 clubs, is that right? Yeah. So you got 100 clubs, and what, what else can you get in there? Uh, um, I think there's various limited edition um, cards that are available. So I think there's bronze, silver, gold. And there is also one that, I, that someone actually just brought my attention to. It's a Timo Werner. Um, there's a blue limited edition. Right, okay. Which is... Uh, I hadn't seen before, um, and I think it was only available through something in the Tops website. I think if you got your own card made, so I think oh, it was pushing right. people to make their own card, and I think basically you would get a, a Timo Werner. Now they them themselves are going for about thirty forty pound mm, mm. um, on eBay just now. So you know there is some nice pickups that That's are out there. And that's where my attention really is, like because I I, got, I was watching um, some Harland Gold limited edition ones on eBay, mm -hmm. and I know that they went for over ten pound, like which in match attacks is quite a bit. But then in comparison to the other stuff I'm buying, I'm like, well, that's so cheap, it's worth the gamble. And like oh. you've already said, no one's grading them. <laughs> no, exactly. And I think the gold. I think a lot of people got them from. I think it was a magazine. I think it was like, say, Match magazine yeah, that's yeah. released in the UK. And I think if you bought that magazine, you got like Harlan Gold limited edition Match Attack. So it's it's 
pickups like that that I think are really, really good. And, and I think the grading aspect of it as well is a real interesting one. I think, especially of your favourite players, like we know there's a lot of people out there that have got personal collections of particular mm. players. And I think for those type of people, picking up those sort of, whether it be Messi, Ronaldo, picking up those sort of PSA 9, PSA 10 preferably, um, and those type of cards would be lovely additions, I think, to any personal collection yeah. of those particular players. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that's a great point. Um, I think you're kind of making me want to go looking for match attacks as we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, obviously, you, you've said about how you think Tops have done a great job in kind of making it more appealing. I completely mm-hmm. agree about that. Um, one of the things they've done recently, obviously, is the collaboration with the artist Tyson Beck. Um, yeah. So, have you, I suppose, have you managed to get hold of them all? Because I know there was, I think, <laughs> on your, I know there was maybe an issue with one. Uh, what are your thoughts on them? Um, and which of them is your favourite, I suppose, so far? So, there's been four released. Four released so far. I think the first one was Marcus Rashford. And I think that was um, a limited print of, I think, 100. Yeah. Um, then I think it was Firmino. I think it was 250. Then it was Lewandowski, 500. And yeah. then Jude Bellingham was the last one, which I think was back down to 250. Yeah. So I nearly missed it. I nearly, nearly missed <laughs> Bellingham. So, so close. Uh, once you sort of get um, into the sort of the way tops release things, you start realising patterns and when they might start dropping things. And usually it's around about 4pm yeah. on any particular day. could be any day, but usually it's around about 4pm um, UK time. So I think that particular day, I had just put out a tweet about saying, watch out guys, I think between Wednesday, Thursday and Friday, there might be like the next release because I just presumed that's maybe when it would be. And... I took my own advice. So we got to Friday. I had a little look on the website. Nothing there. Uh, I think that was between four and about half past four. So I thought, it's fine. I'm all right. I'm safe. I'll be next week. So I put my phone down for maybe an hour uh, or two hours. And it started sort of blowing up. And I was like, what's happening? What's that? So I went and had a look at the phone. And then I'm lucky someone had tweeted me about, oh, my goodness, like, look at this. It's like... Bellingham's been released now this was about 6pm yeah so then I'm thinking in a panic mode right in there Top's website sold out and at that point I was about crying I was about tweeting like all different types of like stuff um, and then someone was like but check Top's Germany so I went and had a look and luckily enough I managed to get that last that, that card that was still available in Top's Germany so was very lucky but they seem to have hit the community hard and people are going crazy for them yeah and yeah they are in terms of an investor point of view they're going for some crazy prices yeah yeah and um, just now on on ebay so i've got four of them just now i think the designs are also really nice like tyson beck i think has done a really good job at it um the four that we've seen so far I think the four players have been pretty good so far. I think there's another four to go, I think. 
So there's another four to go. So it'll be interesting to see maybe who that's going to be, who the players are going to be. But I think it's another addition, another string to the, the sort of bow for match attack. And I think it's 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 the way it's maturing and it's sort of trying to bridge that gap. I think this definitely helps, especially with these limited edition runs. I think designs. I think Tyson Beck's obviously well known for doing um, other collabs with tops and different sports. So I think it was it's a perfect fit. Um, whether some people think that or not, with the whole because of the, the number, he's kept true to the match attack style of card. Yeah. In terms of he's kept the like sort of the trading card game aspect to it with there's a couple of numbers usually on each card. But I think that keeping true to the match attack design and fashion as well and I think they're really lovely cards and really nice pickups and I think if you can get your hands on all eight then you should because it's I think when you've got the eight of them and when you look at them in my head I'm thinking I'm putting these bad boys in a frame like I'm I'm like I'm yeah that's that's looking out the way I'm looking at in in certain collections like that's I want to get the eight of them and I want to potentially put them up in a little nice little frame. And yeah, I just think that's the way I'm sort of looking at it. And I think it's the lovely designs, but I would say I really like the Lewandowski design. I think that's my favourite so far, but... Completely agree, um, mate. I love them all. Pretty good. I, 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 I like, to be honest, I like them all. I like it all. <laughs> but but Lewandowski, I really like his design uh, probably the most. Yeah. But no, I, I would recommend picking them up. I think if you can, like the, I know they are going potentially a little bit uh, expensive, sort of on eBay just now. I think that that they will drop in price, but um, yeah, decent pickups. Yeah, so I'm just looking on eBay now, and um, you're asking. Let's go for. We'll see if there's any auction ending shortly uh be interesting just to see what's going on so i know marcus rashford there are given that there's only 100 of them out there there's two for sale uh, 11 hours to go one at 24 one from germany which has got one bid at 45 which is strange i don't understand why there's a difference there yeah. for me no a lot of bids in for one at 21 um jude bellingham well, actually actually ended up picking up a second for me uh, for me purely on the basis because I thought I lost my first one. It's that way because I had so many packages coming through, I ended up putting it somewhere, but I couldn't like locate it. So I kind yeah. of started getting panicky, not knowing where it was. So I ended up, well, I actually paid around about £30 mark for Firmino. Uh, well, I think it's probably still a, a worthy investment. I think, uh, like you said, so I th- it will. So I, th- I think that's going to be around about his price and he's sitting about 250 um in the print run. So I'd imagine... Rashford will be a bit more than that. Bellingham, because it's Bellingham, be a bit more than that. I think it's more uh, sort of the 50, 60 pound mark. Yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah, they're nice pickups, definitely. Well, I'm, I've got to say, I, like, I didn't get, I've got my hands on the uh, Rashford, which was the main one I wanted. I probably would have yeah. had to go on the secondary market for that. Um, I got Lewandowski. I didn't get, um, which was the other one, sorry? Firmino. Yeah, I didn't, pick, I saw it and I, I just, I, I was, I'm not, I suppose I'm not that bothered about the full collection. It's about yeah. specific cards. So I didn't go for Firmino. 
Um, Bellingham, I would have loved to have picked up, but just missed it. Um, but I suppose I'm with you. I think Lewandowski is probably my favourite in terms of the the artwork. Um, and I'm just a big fan of the collab. I hope that it's the start of something else. Um, I'm a big fan of the Project 2020 artwork. Yeah. I'd love to see something more like that. Um, but yeah, re really, really good. Um, One thing I would say is tops have their finger on the pulse just now. Yeah. They, they, like, regardless, you know, there's a few issues there. There's a few little negatives that are that with stock and stuff like that. But I think they have addressed it um, in regards to the demand and, you know, where they were last year compared to this year. And, like, mm. and it has went crazy. We all, we all know it's been a different level. So, but they do have their finger on the pulse. You know, I think with the Makoko cards as well, <laughs> um, you know, like the last couple of weeks and the print runs and, you know, the, I think with the, the lost rookie stuff as well, with them all selling out pretty fast, they have their finger on the pulse. They know what people are looking at. And, and as collectors, we're eating it up. Yeah, I mean, and I think people need to remember that it's a business like sometimes with the criticism, it's like ultimately it is a business. And if it was your business, you'd probably be doing exactly the same. But 100%. the the one thing um, that I I'm I'm really kind of positive about with Tops um, is their engagement with the community and their willingness to take on board the feedback to come out and speak to people. Obviously, we know um, Dan is very active on on social media and in terms of Definitely. letting people know what's going on. I think that's a real positive. I think the same is starting to happen obviously i don't know if you've seen this but fratera are now more active on uh, social media again obviously they mm -hmm. struggle in terms of the fact that they haven't got the big licenses like yeah. tops have um which brings about the question what's happening with panini why are panini not yeah. engaging with um with kind of you're old you're more premium collectors obviously we see a lot of people a lot of engagement between panini and stickers in the uk and europe yeah but I've not seen anything around Chronicles, around Prism, around the higher-end products, around Select, I think, for example. For me, I think with with the I think Select was a couple of months ago or what whatnot. I think the fact that you can still buy it, like it's still like readily available in certain yeah. other like markets in Europe, I think speaks volume. Where tops just now, like I had a little moan about it the other week there. I think as a collector, you want to be involved in those new releases, those new sets, but yeah. you know, the pricing for, for tops was, I think it's fantastic, the pricing yeah, like structure, yeah. where, where Panini, as you said, just not having that, I think they've lost the sense of sort of community where tops just seem to be on it. They just seem to be, and I think that is the way to go. You know, I think, there's more more people with eyeballs than there ever has been probably on sports cards or um, soccer or football cards or stickers just now than probably there's ever been. And you see there's loads of people out there creating great content like yourself. And I think they just need to be more active. They need to speak to people. They need to let people know what's happening and... I think they need to take a little leaf. And there's nothing wrong with putting your hands up and just, we've not been as active, but taking a little leaf out of Top's book. Mm. And, you know, especially some of those cards, you know, I, I could 
honestly, like I think for about a couple of weeks solid every day, I was buying something from Tops. Yeah. And, and, and it was just because I was like, oh my God, like that's so good. Like I, I want that. I want to be involved in that. I want to be yeah. involved in that. That's new set. I want to be involved with this. And Panini have just sort of stuck to the, you know, the same old grudging out the same product and the and just take it, like it or lump it. Like, you know, yeah. this yeah. is the price. This is it. You either buy it or you don't. Yes. <laughs> You know, and I think with Tops, as you said, with Dan being active on the community and other people as well, it's just nice to have that sort of, if you have a question, that you can maybe put it out there and people are willing to engage with it. And, you know, it's it's peace of mind. Where if there's sort of, I think if you start putting walls up, where there is with Panini a little bit, I think there's like, don't have that same sort of communication level. Yeah. I think it's harder. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. So um, it will be interesting to see what happens over the next uh, yeah. next year. I'm very excited. Obviously, it's such a different place now. It's a different hobby to what it was 12 months ago. So what it will look like again uh, will be interesting. Um, so I think that's fantastic. We'll <coughs> lose my voice. Uh, we'll wrap it up there. Um, I suppose let's finish with what what's the most important thing you've learned since jumping into the hobby that you could pass on to Anyone else that's just kind of starting to get involved? What, what, what you learned? So what I would say is be careful what you buy. And the sense of when I first, I think it's good to admit you can you make mistakes. And I think for me, I sort of had a scattergun approach. <laughs> and I just sort of bought everything. And like, especially when I first started, I didn't really watch any content or, or listen to any content. I didn't consume it at all. So I just went out and just bought stuff. Mm. And I think sometimes, I think there's a lot of content creators out there just now, which is great. And what I would suggest is keeping an eye, see what these people are buying. Why are they buying it? Quickly sort of question yourself, like, oh, they're buying that because of this or they're buying that because I think looking at, Consuming that content um, can only help you. Mm. And rather than sort of coming in fresh, you just, all right, I really like that player, especially from an investment point of view, because some a lot of people have got into the, the hobby purely from investment and stuff like that. Um, from an investment point of view, I'd just be careful with what you buy. And as I said, consume content. And as I said, there's a lot of great, content creators out there that are putting out really good informative stuff and mm-hmm. um, not just entertainment and stuff like that but the really informative stuff and I think keep your eye on that and just be careful just don't go in you know with two feet to start with just <laughs> ease yourself into it um, don't just pick up stuff for the sake of picking it up um, really think about what cards mean to you or teams or players um, and the reason that you're picking up a card, don't just do it just for the sake of doing it. So that's kind of, don't have a scattergun, a scattergun approach would be my oh, biggest. Um, that's brilliant. Um, I think that's a really nice place to, to wrap this up. Um, some fantastic uh, topics there, some really interesting uh, thoughts and insights. So uh, again, I'd just like to say thank you for 
uh, joining well, me on, on the channel today. I've, I really appreciate you taking the time to do that. Um, so last thing, where can people find you on uh, social media? This is your time to yeah, uh, so, do that. <laughs> so basically, Twitter, Instagram uh, and TikTok is probably the three best places just now. So I'm Soccer Silverback for all the, all those uh, social media platforms. So just any anyone, if you want some... Uh, some alternative content <laughs> and it is brilliant content i love i particularly love the work on tiktok so yeah uh, make sure you check that out guys it's a it's a great account uh, so yeah thanks again and uh, we will speak to you again soon so there we are guys that was episode 10 of the football stop podcast if you made it to the end then thank you so much for listening i hope you did enjoy it if you did then please leave a review it would help um, and as, as always uh, check us out across social media so i am on instagram at the football stop twitter tiktok and of obviously uh, youtube where you can find the video that sits behind this audio and i also do uh, unique uh, things that are, are kind of exclusive to, tw to uh, youtube i suppose so make sure you check that out as well again thank you for listening take care and i look forward to doing the next episode very soon Bye bye